duck with her temper at ten paces. Nell ran the house, and JB to an extent. He knew famous politicians and movie stars and foreign royalty from his days as a rodeo champion. He had impeccable manners, a legacy from his Spanish grandmother, and wealth from his British grandfather, who had been a peer of the realm. JB's roots were European, despite his very American cattle operation. But he did intimidate people. Locally, he was known more for chasing Ralph Barrows off his place on foot, wielding a replica fantasy sword from the Lord of the Rings movie trilogy. Barrows had gotten drunk and shot J.B.'s favorite German shepherd for growling at him and barking when he tried to sneak into the bunkhouse in the small hours of the morning during Roundup. Drinking wasn't allowed on the ranch, and nobody heard an animal there. J.B. couldn't get to the key to his gun cabinet fast enough, so he grabbed the sword from its wall display and struck out for the bunkhouse the minute his foreman told him what was going on. The dog recovered, although it limped badly. Barrows hadn't been seen since. J.B. wasn't really a social animal, despite the grand parties he threw at the ranch. He kept to himself, except for the numerous gorgeous women he squired around in his private jet. He had a nasty temper and the arrogance of position and wealth. Telly was closer to him than almost anyone, even Marge, because she'd taken charge of him when she was 14, and he went on a legendary drunk after his father died. It was Telly who'd made Marge drive her to JB's place when Nell called in a panic and said that JB was wrecking the den and the computers. It was Telly who'd set him down, calmed him, and made cinnamon coffee for him to help sober him up. J.B. tolerated her interventions over the years. He was like her property, her private male. Nobody dared to say that, of course, not even Telly. But she was possessive of him, and as she grew older, she became jealous of the women who passed through his life in such numbers. She tried not to let it show. Invariably, though, it did. When she was 18, one of his girlfriends had made an unkind remark to Telly, who'd flared back at her that J.B. wouldn't keep her around for much longer if she was going to be rude to his family. After the girl left, J.B. had it out with Telly, his green eyes flaming like emeralds, his thick black hair almost standing up straight on his head with bad temper. Telly didn't own him, he reminded her, and if she didn't stop trying to possess him, she'd be out on her ear. She wasn't even part of his family, he added cruelly. She had no right whatsoever to make any claims on his life. She'd shot back that his girlfriends were all alike, long-legged, big-breasted, pretty girls with the brains of bats. He looked at her small breasts and remarked that she certainly wouldn't fit that description. She'd slapped him. It was involuntary, and she was immediately sorry. But before she could take it back, he jerked her against his tall, lean body and kissed her in a way that still made her knees weak four years later. It had been meant, she was sure, as a punishment. But her mouth had opened weakly under his in a silent protest, and the tiny movement had kindled a shudder in the muscular body so close to hers. He'd backed her up against the sofa and crushed her down on it, under the length of him. The kiss had grown hard, insistent, passionate. His big, lean hand had found her breast under her blouse, and she'd panicked. The sensations he caused made her push at him and fight to get free. She jerked her mind back to the present. J.B. had torn himself away from her, 
in an even worse temper than before. His eyes had blazed down at her, as if she'd done something unforgivable. Furious, he told her to get out of his life and stay out. She was due to leave for college the same week, and he hadn't even said goodbye. He'd ignored her from that day onward. Holidays had come and gone. Slowly, tensions had lessened between them, but J.B. had made sure that they were never alone again. He'd given her presents for her birthday and Christmas, but they were always impersonal ones, like computer hardware or software, or biography and history books that he knew she liked. She'd given him ties. In fact, she'd given him the same exact tie for every birthday and every Christmas present. She'd found a closeout special and bought two boxes of identical ties. She was set for life, she reasoned, for presents for J.B. Marge had remarked on the odd and monotonous present, but J.B. himself said nothing at all. Well, he said thank you every time he opened a present from Telly, but he said nothing more. Presumably, he'd given the ties away. He never wore one. Telly hadn't expected that he would. They were incredibly ugly. Yellow, with a putrid green dragon with red eyes. She still had enough left for ten more years. Are you ready, Telly? Marge called from the door. She was like her brother, tall and dark-haired, but her eyes were brown where JB's were green. Marge had a sweet nature, and she wasn't violent. She had a live-wire personality. Everybody loved her. She was long-widowed and had never looked at another man. Love, she often told Telly, for some people was undying, even if one lost a partner. She would never find anyone else as wonderful as her late husband. She had no interest in trying. I just have a couple more blouses to pack, Telly said with a smile. Dawn and Brandy wandered around her dorm room curiously. You'll do this one day yourselves, Telly assured them. Not me, Dawn, the youngest at 16, replied with a grin. I'm going to be a cattle baron like Uncle JB when I get through agricultural college. I'm going to be an attorney, Brandy, who would be a senior in the fall at 17, said with a smile. I want to help poor people. She can already bargain me into anything, Marge said with an amused wink at Telly. Me too, Telly had to admit. She's still got my favorite jacket, and I never even got to wear it once. It looks much better on me, Brandy assured her. Red just isn't your color. A lot she knew, Telly thought, because every time she thought about JB, she saw red. Marge watched Telly pack her suitcase with a somber expression. He really did have an emergency at the ranch, she told Telly gently. The big barn caught fire. They had fire departments from all over Jacobs County out there putting it out. I'm sure he would have come if he'd been able, Telly replied politely. She didn't believe it. JB hadn't shown interest in her at all in recent years. He'd avoided her whenever possible. Perhaps the ties had driven him nuts and he'd torched the barn himself, thinking of it as a giant yellow dragon tie. The thought amused her and she laughed. What are you laughing about? Marge teased. I was thinking maybe JB's gone off his rocker and started seeing yellow dragon ties everywhere. Marge chuckled. It wouldn't surprise me. Those ties are just awful, Telly, really. I think they suit him, Telly said with irrepressible humor.
I'm sure that he's going to wear one eventually. Marge started to speak and apparently thought better of it. Well, I wouldn't hold my breath waiting, she said instead. Who's the flavor of the month? Telly wondered aloud. Marge lifted an eyebrow. She knew what Telly meant all too well. She despaired of her brother ever getting serious about a woman again. He's dating one of the Kingston's cousins from Fort Worth. She was a runner-up for Miss Texas. Telly wasn't surprised. J.B. had a passion for beautiful blondes. Over the years, he'd escorted his share of movie starlets. Telly, with her ordinary face and figure, was hardly on par to compete with such beauties. They're just display models, Marge whispered wickedly so that her daughters didn't hear her. Telly burst out laughing. Oh, Marge, what would I do without you? Marge shrugged. It's us against the men of the world, she pointed out. Even my brother qualifies as the enemy from time to time. She paused. Don't they give you a CD of the graduation exercises? Yes, along with my diploma, Telly agreed. Why? I say we get the boys to rope JB to his easy chair in the den and make him watch the CD for 24 straight hours, she suggested. Revenge is sweet. He'd just go to sleep during the commencement speech, Telly sighed. And I wouldn't blame him. I almost did myself. Shame on you. The speaker was a famous politician. Famously boring, Brandy remarked with a wicked grin. Notice how furiously everybody applauded when he stopped speaking, Dawn agreed. You two have been hanging out with me for too long, Telly observed. You're picking up all my bad habits. They both hugged her. We love you.